2: This is Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Here's the Thing, my chance to talk with artists, policymakers, and performers, to hear their stories, what inspires their creations, what decisions changed their careers, what relationships influenced their work. My guest today, Ellie Kemper, is adorable. Even she's admitted that she does closely resemble Strawberry Shortcake. Most of us were first introduced to her As Erin, the eager and friendly receptionist on The Office. These days, she's the star of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix, now in its second season. Ellie Kemper says she plays exaggerated versions of herself, so you'd be correct in assuming that she is kind, optimistic, and self-effacing. Consider her theory on why she's been successful in Hollywood.
0: I have a very um, large face that is moonlike and sort of friendly and, and rube-ish. You know, I, I think I look like someone who— So it's
2: your rubish, moonlike <laughs> face that's yeah. responsible for the career you have now. Is that what you're saying?
0: Actually, yes. I think so. Because all <laughs> the characters I've played sort of play up that— Aspect of me, and certainly, I think I do. I do. I am sort of naturally cheerful and sunny. I think I. I am healthy. I think healthy. Yes, not manic, yeah. and certainly, yeah. certainly, I get in bad news like manic, anyone. Yeah. Yes, and that You're is not. not I'm not manic. Thank you. Oh, good. Now, now it's confirmed. Maybe if I were a stand up or something, maybe that might be you know different. But you didn't do stand up. I did not do. Stand-up. So, what was the beginning of that part of your career? Uh, the beginning of 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 my career was. In improv, so I started doing improv comedy in college, and I felt like I was good at it. And that was the first time I felt like I can do this. This is something that I feel a connection to, and and not only do I feel a connection to it, but it's something that I want to pursue after college is over. And that's that's how I started. I started doing stuff at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York and the People's Improv Theater. And but it started in college. Yes, at Princeton. At Princeton, yes. Where'd
2: you go to Princeton to study?
0: English. I didn't go there to study English. I got there and decided I'll study English. But I actually played field hockey my first year. <laughs> well, I, w- I was good in high school, and right. I it was captain of my team, and then I, I went to college, and I never played. I sat on the bench the whole time. And I one day worked up the courage. To, it was like Rudy to ask the coach, you know, like, coach, you got to put me in. Why am I not going in? And she said because I had the tools— was having trouble building the house. <laughs> yeah. she. I never saw her take off her sunglasses. And yet that you window. still have
2: a sunny disposition I about do. everything. I
0: could not. People were trying to chop you down. I know. I know. But you didn't let them chop I you down. I didn't let them. No, I quit, in fact. So <laughs> you, so you, you, you. But you
2: went to Princeton not knowing what you wanted to study. You, you decided to study English once you got there. That's right. Did you have an idea what you wanted to be or do?
0: No. And I regret that because I think that it's so nice if you—it's helpful if you know— in middle school or high school, what it is that you want to do. I think that just helps to uh, make decisions for you earlier. But you
2: didn't know you wanted to be an actress then. That's right. You, you did four years at Princeton. Uh-huh. And graduated with a, d- a degree in a, English. A degree in English. And then you went to Oxford. I did. For a master's.
0: For a master's that I did not complete. Right. But talk about— Was it in field hockey? It, no. I was like, let's give it one more go. Right, right. Let's
2: I'm, just— I'm not done. <laughs>
0: I'm not done yet. Beth. <laughs> nah. Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. I still—I've <laughs> still got those quads. I have very strong quads, quadriceps. Um, But I I quit that then after a year. I went to school for a year and decided— this is not satisfying. This is not—I am not an academic, okay? So that is not what I wanted to pursue. So I moved back to New York after a year.
2: Well, you're not an academic, but you went to Princeton and Oxford.
0: Yeah, but I'm not— How
2: would you get into Princeton and <sighs> in Oxford if you're not a student?
0: I, I got in on pluck. And no, pluck. I, I no, but I'm—, I'm um Verd. How do you get in? I'm well-rounded. I, I, I'll say that. I think that—I always—I felt like, okay, well, I have strengths in different areas. So I felt like, okay, that's—I that's, mean, I'm not dumb, but, I, but, I, but I, I'm not— um, I just spoke at Bucknell the other day, and I was surrounded by professors. I'm like, oh, these are academics.
2: Now, forgive me yeah. for saying this, but you, you come from a very prominent family in St. Louis. You're, I don't know. Your family's family's family, somewhere in your family, a uh, big organization, correct?
0: Well, I'm, yeah, I, I'm trying to answer the question and not sound like a jerk. I don't know if prominent is a word. Successful. I, uh, uh, kind. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no. My, my, Very successful business. Yes. Right. yes so, my favorite, yeah.
2: are you the weirdo in the family uh-huh. of the four kids? Like, is anybody else in show business? La,
0: um, you my, told your
2: parents you're going to go take your Princeton and Oxford degrees <laughs> and go be on TV? To, whether they,
0: no! No. They, on the contrary, they did not flinch. I think my dad sort of thought, oh, she'll try. In fact, he said, like, try this for a year and see what happens. Now, you know, well, actually not in your case because you were employed right away. But after a year, for most people, nothing really happens. What your first year trying to become an actor in New York City, um, but. Nobody ever discouraged me from doing that. My mom is an actress. I mean, she... she Your she, mom is an actress? She stayed at home and raised her four children, but in high school and college... She's a performer, I guess is what I mean to say, and she was always in the college plays. She's funny? And she's very funny. Both of my parents are very funny in very different ways. But uh, my mom's closer to me in terms of... Uh, She's more animated, I guess, and energy-wise. Um, she was Miss Adelaide in Guys and Dolls. You know, that that type of lady. <laughs> right. But they were both very supportive. And my younger sister, Carrie, is a writer um, on Silicon you Valley. You and she right? are
2: writing a book together. Oh, it hasn't come out yet.
0: It hasn't come out. I have to tell you, no, we've put that on hold for now. But I, I want to return to that. But I personally want to write a book, a, a book of essays, just my own. Some some fiction. Um, nonfiction. you still sub-fiction. write now? Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. What
2: little time you have you write.
0: I have a lot of time. Let's not – Let. thank you. I, th- I think that's a compliment that I wouldn't have time, but I have a lot of time. So um, I've been trying to write in the meantime because I think that is something that I've been saying for 10 years, that I want to write a book and I haven't done it yet.
2: When you did The Office and you came on to The Office, you're a cast edition, which is always a wonderful thing. I had that happen to myself actually where I was – a cast edition on a on a nighttime soap yeah, opera. Yep. I did the show Knots Landing, which was a huge hit on TV, and I came on and I was like, wow, this is great, because all of you have done all the hard work and <laughs> built this like cathedral of soap opera. Absolutely. And I'm just going to walk in and do, do a couple of numbers here and leave. <laughs> when you were cast edition on the show, how did that happen? How did they find you?
0: Um, I met with Greg Daniels and Mike Schur, who uh, Greg Daniels ad- adapted the british show to american television and i got that meeting through my agent um at wme and um she with
2: wme and working a lot before
0: no well, this is what had happened i had auditioned <laughs> for saturday night live Maybe you've heard of it, mm-hmm. and I, maybe you've hosted that many old times. chestnut. That old chestnut, and I—I I auditioned. I obviously did not get the part, but I, I do. It did help to put me on, you know, people's radar. I think so. I had just signed with a manager prior to that audition, and then I got meetings with all the big agencies. So I signed with WME, and they were developing a new show, which turned out to be Parks and Recreation, which I think is what I was initially being considered for. And I even read for a character that's not in Parks and Recreation, but I think was maybe going to be. And um and then my manager called me to say—first of all, I didn't really know it was an audition. I thought I was just—I don't know what I thought I was doing, reading a script with Greg Daniels. And then my manager told me, and he's like, look, I don't know how to say this, but you didn't get the part. And I was like, I didn't know there was a part that I right, was It's okay. To, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes they have a way of making me feel worse, like, than I right. do. Yeah.
2: I, I, when we tell you bad news, we want you to feel bad.
0: Yeah. Play the part. Yeah. <laughs> Be crushed. Yeah. So then I was crushed. But then this this part of Aaron Hannon came up a few months later, and because I hadn't gotten any job on Parks and Recreation, I, of course, was available, and so uh, I auditioned for that, and that's how I got it.
2: And it's kind of like uh, in that world when you get into that wheelhouse with them, and they know you, they're going to find some way, I, you know, or, they, or they're going to always call you when they've got something for you. I hope you. so, yeah, yeah. 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 No, that, no it, it,
0: the introduction was the main thing, just as as meaning Lauren Michaels was was enormous on sure. its own, being yeah. in a room with, oh my goodness, yeah. Now,
2: when you come on The Office, you start season five?
0: Yeah, the end of season five.
2: And you did, the, the, until the end, Till season Nine.
0: Yes, it was. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, initially written for four episodes. It was a four episode arc, and then Erin stayed on. She became the new secretary. Did you
2: enjoy it when you did it?
0: I I remember it like a dream. I think I enjoyed it, but it was the same thing. I thought these guys have the train on the tracks. They've done all the hard work. Right. You get in there and you don't make a peep. You Exa- just do. That's so
2: funny, right? But right. it's true.
0: It's like, uh, yeah. Don't just don't make a splash, and then um, splash, and then uh, I. I did enjoy it. I think the 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 very beginning was just like a little bit in shock about sure. of what was happening. Catching up. Yeah, cuz I was a fan of The Office. So it's surreal to be interacting with people who you've only seen on television, right. you know. Right. Uh but then it, and it, especially when I look back, I'm like that was the greatest job. It was it was so Good nice. Good show.
2: So you come on and you keep your head low. You keep low. Keep stay low, low.
0: Stay low. Stay low. Stay low, there yeah. they with all those
2: stars of that comedy show.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that. I think that and is— And where are they now? Yeah, th- they're, they're not
2: doing Kimmy Schmidt. They're nowhere. Oh,
0: they're all thriving. <laughs> yes, they are. Mindy Project's my favorite show ever. It's—I mean, other than some other television shows that both of us have worked no, on. <laughs> no,
2: but, but why do you like Mindy Project?
0: Oh, it's so her. It's her distinctive voice. its 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 uh so supremely funny. I don't know if you watch it or not, but the lines are just like so polished and honed and hilarious. And I just think it's so unique because it's Mindy's voice. I love it, and it me and it makes me cry. So it's this very funny show. And then this last Christmas episode, I text her. I'm like, I am in I'm in tears on the couch. It was so. It's touching. It's that's that is hard to pull off.
2: What What did you watch when you were growing up, and what was TV in your life when you were a kid?
0: Um, do you know what? Okay, we did not. I didn't watch a ton of television, in fact. We watched Seinfeld as a family. That was the show we always stopped on Thursday nights to watch, which I'm surprised because Seinfeld is a little um it's a little risque. My family isn't a little urban. Well, it's a little urban, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm so shocked that like four single people on the upper west side would resonate with an entire country, but it did. And um and my family's conservative, not crazily so, but like I remember not knowing what like Elaine's diaphragm was. It was like yeah. a, her lungs. You still don't know. I am still fact, not entirely yeah. sure. The right. contest, I had no idea. Right. And nobody explained it or asked. So that was fine. Just, you but know. you
2: know what it means now, don't
0: you? I, I, it, it, uh, uh, <laughs> hot dog eating, right? It was who could eat the most hot dogs. Right. Um, I think I know what it means now. But we always watched—my sister and I always watched Letterman um, uh, in high school mostly because it was on later.
2: What did your um, parents do for entertainment? Were they entertainment people? Would your father stay home and like read the Wall Street Journal? No, and
0: no. My parents love going to magazine. the movies. They no, did. he's not a foreign affairs man. <clears throat> they love going to the movies every Saturday. They would go to the movies. I think, and I, f- I feel like we went when it was appropriate. If it wasn't an R movie, um, really my was. mother loves television, so she watches. Um, her share. Her share. And my dad also. They, they both love television, in fact.
2: Did a jock? Is he a sports
0: guy? Yeah, he was a sports guy. Oh. He still is. He works out every day. He's very regimented.
2: And you have two brothers?
0: I have two brothers. Older brother John, younger brother Billy. What do they do? John is a banker. He lives in St. Louis with his- Of course he of is. Of course he is. God bless, bless him. Bless him. He has his three angel children who I could only He got hope. it. He, no, he's got it. Those, these children- he is already—the bar is so high that if and when I have them, I good luck.
2: Where would this world be without the Johns in our family? I
0: don't know. John is like a rock. He is a very—he's so—he's unflappable. And by the way— Infinitely funnier than my sister and me, who both technically work in comedy. So,
2: but he still wants you to give him a free subscription to Netflix. He wants <laughs> yes, to, exactly. I know. He refuses to pay for it. John,
0: it, it is seven ninety nine. And yeah. your other brothers, what? Little, a uh, younger brother, not little. Younger brother Billy is about to go to. Um, he worked at Yahoo for a while, and he's going to go to Kellogg business school at Northwestern in the fall.
2: So the men are in business, and you and your sister are are, are in the business.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. What Kira, is she doing now, your sister? She's writing on Silicon Valley on HBO. She wrote on The Office while I was there as well, which was— Your
2: a, sister was writing on the show when you were on there? Isn't
0: it? What was that like? That was incredible. My sister and I get along very well, luckily. There's a four-year difference, and, you know, we would have lunch together. She, she wrote—I think she joined in season six, I think, maybe the sixth season— and she is so funny, and it was a. Is she
2: jo- like a moon-faced Hayseed too, no. like you? No. No, she's gorgeous. She looks like oh. Audrey Hepburn.
0: Oh, she looks like Audrey Hepburn. Actually, no, seriously though, you <laughs> just nailed it. She has dark. I never met her. Dark. I know you no, don't. She, does. she has raven hair. She's her face is. She has is,
2: raven hair. Her
0: her, her face is I love out of raven a, hair. A, a a Renaissance painting. I'm not an academic. I, I don't know <laughs> art, <laughs> but it's out of like a classical painting. She's beautiful. Where'd she go to school? She went to Stanford my God. My gosh, I know.
2: Everyone's so pathetic and no, stupid in your family.
0: Well, yeah, everyone is is pretty smart, but I don't think that is—I don't think you have to go to those colleges if, if you're smart. I think plenty of smart people don't go to those colleges. When, <laughs> right? I'll let you say that. Yes, it's true.
2: Now, when you finished The Office, like, what was your feeling? Like, I'm when I did 30 Rock, I remember I thought to myself— it makes me kind of get choked up. I could really could Aww. cry right now when Aww. I say this, but well, because it's really hit me more and more as time has gone on. Sure. Because it's like it was a home. Oh. It was home. Yep. Because the movie business is so gypsy like, you know, yeah. what I mean, so nomadic, and oh, it really right. makes me cry. And I cry a lot. But anyway, <laughs> the a uh, lot. Uh, now I, I now cry a lot. the do you cry a lot?
0: I cry a lot. I cried the other night. What happened? Um, I think it was. Oh, it was an email. <sighs> oh, well, it was an email about plumbing <laughs> for this apartment. <laughs> no! I started crying. But that's a different. That's you cry? Yeah, but it feels good and then it's over.
2: Wait, 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 stop, What was the plumbing email that made you cry?
0: Well, it was about choosing fixtures. And you cried because?
2: Because
0: I don't know about that. I'm not an academic. I'm not a plumber. What am I? I'm nothing. I Give me the lines and I'll say that. I'm not an engineer, damn I'm not an engineer. And I get frustrated very easily. It's always been this way. I remember crying doing homework. I don't get it. And just, I get, I get stressed out Easily. Does your husband handle some of this stuff? My, he, oh, or
2: do you yeah. wear the pants of the family? No, 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 Because no. you're the star.
0: Uh, oh, he's a star. You're a star. I'm not a star, but I— Oh, you know No, honey, I'm please. More, I'm when, more, you're,
2: when you're on my show, I mean, do me a favor. I need you to pretend you're oh, a star right. while you're here. Perfect. Because this is yeah, the show where there's some quotient of stardom. Star power. We have academics who come on. Oh, I know like you a, And that. we have people who are, like, in public affairs and education. and rights But then we have people on there who are film and TV stars, yeah. and they need to kind of act like one. I need to act so like one. I need I am,
0: I am the star in the household <clears throat> and in the world, and uh, but Michael Komen is his name, my husband, and he is uh, uh, eerily calm—not eerily, com- comfortingly calm. So he uh, is is a good uh, sort I of. Mean, you
2: said eerily. Don't back up. What's, I know, why yeah, is he? What's he do?
0: Because I've he doesn't he, is he home all day? Uh, he, no. He's no, a writer. He's a writer. Yeah, Who's he, he writing for now? He created the show Nathan for you, which if you haven't watched it, you would love it. It's on Comedy Central. It's, uh stars this guy, Nathan Fielder, and it's basically—it's uh, sort of—he's um, a small business consultant who goes in and tells businesses how to improve their business. But his ideas are inane and crazy, and I really do think you would like it. Um, I
2: want to be on it.
0: You should be. Well, but you can't be on it. on it. It's all it's real. Over. It's all real-life people. So he goes into real-life people and— uh, Can I go with him? Yeah, you should. The, okay, I uh, could go with him. Now we've put it out there. Yeah. Okay. You, that, would, that would be— uh, that would be something. So the, to we, watch.
2: We, 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 we're we're dancing around why you cried over the plumbing. Yeah, we are
0: because I th- well, it was night, so I'm always a little more emotional at night. I'm tired from the day, <laughs> as we all are, and I get well. I, this is wh- okay. Here's what I'll say. I think for a person, <laughs> I think for a person, I think that I'm sort of emotional. I think I'm a little sensitive. I think that I'm a little tightly wound. For an actress, I am like. The most normal, yeah, I've ever met. You're a
2: walk in the park. Man.
0: I am a, no. I just mean that I don't have neuroses that are crazy, but I do cry. For example, about something that seems too much to handle at the time. Okay, now
2: you still haven't answered the question. Yeah, why? Did what, I cry? what was the plumbing issue? What, what could happen plumbing? Why that it would make you cry?
0: It was a decision I had to make.
2: You weren't choosing the fixtures.
0: It, yes, it was. Three different fixtures had been emailed to me, and I don't notice differences between Kimmy Schmidt those.
2: doesn't do fixtures. She
0: does. She. It's not that she doesn't care. It's just that uh, I don't have a strong opinion about them, and it made me cry. I guess the reason I cried is I was exhausted and didn't want to make a, another decision for the okay. day.
2: And did you choose or your husband chose?
0: Um, I. It still hasn't been decided.
2: It still hasn't been decided. <laughs> no. Would you like me to come over yes, and decide please, for you? Yes, please. Down there to this yes. new address? Now, the, the, <sighs> the, uh, you get out of the office, and how long is the gap from that to Kimmy?
0: Well, in fact, this is what happened. As soon as The Office was over, I filmed a pilot for NBC that did not end up going forward. It was called Brenda Forever. It was very funny. But because that did not move forward— Why do you think it didn't go forward? I really don't know because well, how do you—it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall. You never know what's going to stick and what's going to resonate with audiences. Frankly, I, I didn't know how audiences would respond to Kimmy Schmidt. It's very weird. But so this show, for whatever reason, the network decided we're not going to push it forward, which happens all of the time, and and— well, you know what? There was a threesome scene in an interracial threesome. Maybe that was too wild back then. It was like three years ago. <laughs> you, you did this already? The the pilot for it. You it, know, it was a comedy. Aired. It was a comedy. It was very funny. I played a a, a orchestra conductor. And it was, and I was mean. I really liked it.
2: You were a mean yeah, maybe orchestra that's conductor like. who was in an interracial three-way. Yes, I can see clearly why I didn't get picked
0: up. <laughs> this. Is just,
2: this is just asinine.
0: I mean, isn't that bizarre?
2: I mean, it was, the bizarre is mild. No, term. listen, I you.
0: I think you would think it was, an, it was so an interracial
2: funny. threesome with a with a bitchy conductress, with a bitchy maestro.
0: She was duplicitous. She was she was evil. Like she she was bad. This character. But but isn't that the new thing anti-heroes? But what in, in, was the any,
2: story about? What was the show about?
0: The sh- well it was split. It was half <laughs> so Brenda forever we saw half of the show Brenda was 13 and that was played by obviously not me um by a younger mm. actor at <laughs> Well, I could do it. The rube. Could we stretch a face a little bigger? Mm. Let's get Pie Face <laughs> in Maybe there. get Pie Face. Change her hair, hair a little. Change Pie Face's hair. Pie Face will be up for it. It's a compliment. Mm. But then the other half of the show was me as an adult. So that's why it was Brenda Forever. It intercut between the young girl and the old girl. And it was so. I really think you would like it. It was. Can I see it
2: online? Is it no, available? No, it's
0: nowhere. But there's DVDs of it. I'll get you a DVD. Get me a DVD. I want to see. You. I think you would like it. That was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing that. But you know, they did so, one
2: episode the pilot?
0: That was it. That was it. That was it. Then they, what did you do? Then, then I thought, what do I do? My agent, Richard White's, who is Tina's agent, he and Robert Carlick he said the the pilot. You know that my pilot was not going forward. He said, get drinks with Tina and Robert, in New York City. Talk about. Did you? Yes.
2: You had drinks with the two of them? Of course I did. So, so the first seed of Kimmy was you sit down with the two of them? Yeah. Now had how, you met either of them before? No. How ner- you never met
0: them? No. I'd seen That's Tina— That's a pretty
2: intimidating thing.
0: Oh, dear. I was so nervous the whole day. I didn't know—I didn't know how to calm myself down. Yeah. I mean, I was so— yeah. I was so anxious. It's
2: like being a lawyer in front of the Supreme Court. At
0: Absolutely, and do you do you be funny? Do you no. do you be smart? What do you do? You let them yeah. talk. I think that's what they don't want to talk. They, well, they're sick of talking. Yeah, they, they,
2: well, when I'm around, when I was around them, they they were they, they weren't very talkative. You
0: know mean? <laughs> they wanted to write. They wanted to, they wanted
2: to talk as little as possible so they can get back in the writers from the writing.
0: T- they don't want to waste their time with me. Yeah. It was on a Saturday t- night. T- I remember I was like, I'm taking up time on their Saturday. They just keep it short. I would
2: talk to them and be like, Yeah, 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 great, Oh sure, sure, great. sure that, oh sure, great. Boom. I'm sure that's
0: not the case. I'm sure they were
2: writing. They endured I, me.
0: They, well, I feel like they endure me every day. So this was the beginning of the endure. I, I felt like, just don't be crazy, right? Just try to be. It's where, same did you have,
2: where did you have drinks? The them?
0: Carlisle. Ooh. Ooh, and I was like, I'm gonna. I'm oh, gonna your west order.
2: side is heading over to the oh, east side. Oh my god! I mean,
0: true. And and, and the uh, the thing was set up the day before. So, <gasps> talk about. I'm an anxious person, so I was like <gasps> hyperventilating. And then, um, I thought I'll just order whatever Tina Fey orders. So I did. And the first <laughs> thing I thought when she, a glass of white wine. <laughs> right. uh, oh, that's so funny! What well, white wine, So do I. Exactly, I <laughs> to say white wine. <laughs> <laughs> you drink gavi to gavi, so do I. That's so great. I like, Google her, like, what's That's it, so great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what a coincidence. Um, and that was fine. You know what? I was so relieved when we when I left. I was like, Well, that was fine. That was not scary. Was it fine? It was. We didn't talk about anything of substance. It was just small talk, chatter. Again, the constant nagging notion. Yeah, they that knew I, who
2: you were. They'd seen you on the office. They had seen yeah, the office. Okay. That, that's
0: right. So and they
2: told you they wanted you to play Kimmy.
0: No, they they basically said we're developing a new show. We don't know what it is, but, oh, but good to have met interesting. you. You know, I think it was a general introduction. Although maybe it was for something. How more soon specific.
2: after that did you get the script for the pilot?
0: We met in May, and then they. I met them again in July, and they pitched the actual idea to me. What did you think? I thought they were joking because the the premise of the (laughs) show buried in a hole I know and I was like and I I have said this before but I went home that night and again I had to calm myself down I was like get in the tub I took a hot bath I was like they were pranking me
2: they're super smart people but their imaginations are fucked up
0: that's everything is is right yeah they're they're brilliant
2: yeah they're brilliant beyond brilliant
0: they imagine great things and because
2: they're great because they're great fucked up
0: they are so brilliant I thought for sure they're testing me to see if I'm smart enough to know that they're joking, you know, like I right. I, I put it well, into a mind game right away.
2: <gasps> oh, my God.
0: I know. And then they weren't joking because that no. is the premise of the show. And then so that was in July. And then I saw the script in October, I think. And then NBC picked it up for 13 episodes, I think. Oh, I know exactly when actually on Halloween of that year. So from Brenda Forever to Kimmy, it was about. It was April to October. So that's pretty quick.
2: So when you got—you got a pilot, or did you get a couple of scripts first? It's
0: pilot only. Pilot only. Then we waited—even though it had been ordered for 13. Okay. So we, we shot it the following spring, and then waited four months, and then shot the rest in August. And that was—then that was filming. And as you were
2: shooting, you were like, oh, God, this is so insane.
0: Insane. And also— and. But did you
2: realize that in order for that to work, this is the funny thing. See, because if everybody's cynical, like sometimes, did you have to like hang out with people at uh, UCB and in order to fit in, pretend you were more cynical than you really were? Oh. Like when they say like really cynical things and put people down, you were like, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. He's a douche. You have to hide but pie face under a basket. He wants to,
0: you do. But see, the problem with pie face is that it's it's always with me. So it is if I say he's a douche, are you going to take me serious? Like, are you going to be like, oh, yeah, she means it? Probably not. Yeah. So yeah. that's the problem. It's like yeah. you have bright red you hair. You are
2: pie face.
0: I am pie face forevermore. So like trying to say something. It's like,
2: like being Mickey Rooney.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> this is not, what can you do about it?
0: You can't. Just go so, with so it. So you embrace it. So, so there is – I don't know. I think, yeah, I can't get away with that. So you I get. The, so, so
2: you get there to do the show, and, I, and again, I'm not saying this. You realize this is one of those things, the brilliance of the show, because I've watched a lot of Kimmy lately, is that it, it is your tone and your warmth. And that helps –
0: well, I was trying because not to interrupt you because I didn't want to interrupt the host, but that is much more credit than is due. Thank you very much. Right. I think the writing, of course, as it was on your show— We owe them is a so, lot. You owe them—
2: uh, You owe them everything.
0: You don't need to dress up anything because the lines are handed to you, yeah. pristine, not a, yeah. not a— I was about to say not a hair We're on lucky. it. We're lucky. Yes. We're lucky. Very—oh, I think about that all the time because yeah. th- there's so many— dopes out there, and you would take a job, whatever—you would you would take a lot of jobs to make money, to to earn a living, to keep working. But then you get to work on this job, which is truly the genius Pardon. minds of comics. So it's it's extraordinary.
2: Now, the show is—you did two seasons. Yeah. And you're going to go into a third season. You got picked up for a third season. Yes. What did you do in the time in between the two? What have you been doing?
0: Um, I'm not freedom? like you.
2: Not writing the book, obviously. Not
0: writing— <laughs> I'm not as industrious as my bosses are. So they—Tina went off and made a movie. Robert went off and wrote that movie. You know, they—me, I feel like—it I. I felt like the press took up a lot of the time in between. I felt like—and Titus and I, brilliant Titus Burgess, who plays Titus on the show, we talk about this. We're like, I— have spent more time talking about the show than we spent yeah, filming it. Yeah. It's but the, that's the a promotional requirements
2: film. have now become absurd. So, so in between, you did a lot of press.
0: I just truly feel I want to ask you about Letterman, but I'm going to ask that later, I guess. But so I, ask me now. Go ahead. well, I just want to ask: like, would you ever say you were a guest? You were one of his favorite guests, huh. of course. And would you ever? say... That was a pleasure for you, I'm assuming. Like that, you didn't think of that as work.
2: That or, was, no, no, that was not a, a chore at all.
0: That was fun. Now, would you get? Would you feel like I need to make these stories really good? Like, would you? feel nervous at all? Oh no? god,
2: yes. Well, you know, he's a uh, he never hid the fact that he was restless. Yes. He was a very restless man.
0: Yes, yes, and yes. He was
2: very, and I don't say that as a pejorative. He was very restless. Mm-hmm. He leaned over to me one time and said, oh God, I can't tell you how much I want to thank you when you come here because sometimes this just is, is really tough. Oh,
0: it must be. Yeah.
2: people come on and he has to pretend they're special. Oh, you and you. And yep. you're hard pressed to, to, yeah. to identify yeah. why they're special. Well,
0: he must have looked forward to I mean, someone who is just going to. The people he's that were going to
2: talk and he were a good guest for him, yeah. he really looked forward to you coming. And he was very kind to me. Very kind.
0: Well, of course to me. he was. Super kind. To me. My very favorite thing, though, is when, when someone goes on the show who you can just tell from the story he doesn't like and he does not I think he got better at this as time, yeah. I mean he me leaves critiquing him. David letterman I just mean that he he put on a a a face I guess a polite face more often like later on but when Starlets who he just didn't care about what come right. on he just he, he let he
2: let he let them hang out to drive. Yes, a which bit. is great. So during the break in Kimmy, you only did promotion. I really,
0: I honestly feel like all I did was promotion. You and do that's, a movie? That's not. I did not do a movie. Did I? No, I didn't. I and that's wow. Not, I know. Wow, what an
2: arrogant show business card that was to turn over. Um, did I do a movie?
0: No, it's not oh, no, my no, That's being, Oh, yes, I did that movie. See, I'm a I star. Did, oh, my God, I I'm do so many movies. Like, let I me toss that. my Angelina, long Angelina, Angelina, and hair. I.
2: My <laughs> Raven hair. No,
0: The only resentment. Let's, let's,
2: let's try that again. Did you do a movie?
0: I did not. Okay.
2: That was the correct answer. Did I? So, the reason Ugh. I question,
0: my memory is so bad. I'm 35. There's mm. no reason for my memory to be hazy. It is so bad that I couldn't remember if I Joan had or Joan
2: Crawford Kemper. <laughs> Did I do a movie? I don't oh,
0: remember. No.
2: I was on Adnan Khashoggi's so yacht for so oh, long. Oh, my
0: gosh. You can count the number of movies I've done on one hand. So I couldn't rem- I don't know.
2: What's but, the goal when you finish a uh, uh, show?
0: Okay. I like balance. And I realize that, like, I, I, I crave that now. at at this stage. I don't know if that's good or bad. I thought I was like a driven person. (laughs) And then I met Tina and Robert. And I'm like, oh, I am am not as uh, hardworking as I thought I was.
2: But Ellie Kemper is just about to start working harder. She and her husband, Michael, are expecting their first child. Explore the Here's the Thing archives, where Kristen Wiig talks about breaking her fans' expectations.
1: The audience very quickly puts you in a folder. Like, they know you how they first knew you. I'm Kristen from SNL, or a comedic actress, and people are always so surprised when I want to do dramatic stuff. Really? Yeah. Like, you really want to do that?
2: Take a listen at the thing.org Hi, I'm Alec Baldwin. Don't you think it's cool to care... Carrie Yuma knows fast fashions not sustainable and decided to spin that conscious mindset to create high-quality, low-impact sneakers. Their best-selling Akka style is the perfect, durable sneaker for dressing up or down, pairing a fresh look with broken-in level comfort. Akka is made with organic cotton canvas and ethically sourced rubber, and every pair comes with Karayuma's signature cork and mamona oil insoles. Aka's already found its way into my summer shoe rotation. Find your pair and choose from a range of bold and beautiful colors. Right now there's 15% off at slash
1: alec
2: This is Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Here's the Thing. My guest today is actress Ellie Kemper, the star of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt now in its second season on Netflix. Ellie plays a former cult member looking to restart her life after being held for 15 years in an underground bunker. Both Kimmy and Ellie appear to have an eternal optimism that lifts them above all the obstacles in their path. Or almost all of them.
0: I have a problem limiting ice cream intake that's so dorky. That's just so such a gross response. you say response. problem
2: limiting ice cream intake, I will are you eat- at like a Brando level or are you at my level?
0: I, I, I wasn't I at a Brando t- level. <laughs> You were? Did
2: you, I wasn't he, at Brando level. Oh,
0: you? Okay. But and, You know,
2: he was an ice cream addict. No, I didn't know that. He would that. pull into Gelson's I, and go into the parking lot and eat a half a no, gallon of ice cream. Oh, why yeah. Are you, why, in the car. Why am yeah. I just
0: learning this now? Okay. I really don't know. I don't know I'm, why. I'm stunned that you're that I'm out stunned. of it in terms of. If <laughs> you say, you, you, say you have an ice
2: cream problem. Was
0: Brando. I, yeah. I didn't. I mean, yeah. you would think I would have connected with yeah. other. I, yeah. Yeah. I can't. He was the
2: Charles Bukowski of ice cream. He was like really. I have no idea. I can't,
0: I can't start a pint without finishing it. That's just like a pint. Okay.
2: Now, I had a period of my life, and I did get really sick from this. I gained a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. I found that I was pre-diabetic. I mean, oh. you're, 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 you're so fit and you're so no. trim, and you never work out probably. Do you never I work out? I work out
0: every day. You do? I have to. I thought to it from was just my, like a St. No, Louis thing. Like I'm
2: from St. Louis, and we're just naturally it, We're naturally <laughs> yeah. whippity. We're
0: hearty, whippity <laughs> <hearty>,
2: whippity, pie-faced <laughs> people. I ate a pint of ice cream at night. Yeah. i come home at the end of the day, yeah. and it was my reward and I was stressed yeah, out yes. and I would turn on the uh, the, the TV I'd watch uh, Turner Classic movies yeah. or well, cable yeah. news or yep. something
0: I recognize that experience so closely because it is my own I justified to myself I'm like well it be- it is better than Jim Beam it is better than drug I mean but it is a drug like any other it
2: is Use what's your favorites
0: name. my favorites my very favorite is Ben and Jerry's but that is because they're so readily available like? every bodega the Tonight Dough. Oh That's the Tonight the, Dough the is what it's called uh, Maricone Dream now I'm only naming late-night hosts, but I do like those flavors a lot. And just cookie dough. And then for Häagen-Dazs, it's just vanilla chocolate chip, which went off the market for a while. Can you imagine? Like, my
2: favorite when you were really—I knew I would really cross the line. When one time I went to an ice cream place and I had three scoops of ice cream and a vanilla shake to wash it down no! with. No! I've been there. I said I couldn't make up my mind. I said, I'll have both. But, and I deserve it, damn
0: it. Yes, you do. Well, see, that's— the I work hard. I remember there's a scene in Miss Congeniality and Sandra Bullock's like— it's time to get chip-faced. And she's talking about <laughs> drowning her—one of the great lines of all of cinema. It's time to get she's chip-faced. She's drowning her sorrows in mint chocolate chip. And I will come into work the next day, and Liliana and Ariel, who I work with, on, do my hair and makeup on the show, I will walk in, and I'll be like, I'm a little bloated today, like my in my face. Yeah. It's not wine. It's not whiskey. it's it's yes. I'm, chip-faced. I'm, I'm chip-faced. I'm hungover from ice cream.
2: What does your I'm, husband do?
0: He's weirdly disciplined. He will he? he will eliminate sugar for months at a time. is that weird? And then he'll go back to it. And, but when he starts, he can't stop his thing. is He loves licorice, which is somehow I mean, Hate he, he has very um old man. Like he likes sour candies yes. and like a like a Where hard he candy. He grew up on the beaches of San Diego, but he is not a beach bum. Yeah. He's he's very indoor kind of guy. Um, we met because he wrote on Conan O'Brien when he, Conan used to be here. So he's like a very bookish type.
2: <laughs> I miss Conan.
0: Oh, I miss Conan. What's Conan doing? He's I, out there. He's in out LA there in L.A. Doing Conan and Letterman. Oh, that's what I would watch if you're if while I was. Dra- it, it was so pleasant to eat a pint of ice cream and watch David Letterman and let the day <laughs> melt away. And now I can't watch him anymore. So, I, so I just eat the ice cream in they the I just dark. eat the
2: ice cream. Yeah, I watch reruns of Letterman.
0: I'm not kidding though. I do get when the Dick
2: Cavett box set.
0: I need to get that. I'll get that. I'm only recently discovering Dick Cavett, like his shows, and uh. My gosh, his show is so fantastic because they're they're just talking. Yeah. I mean, talk about nothing going viral. Different, different
2: style. Yeah, totally different, time, different style. Different time. Yeah. Now, so okay. when the show is over, and it's not going to be over for a while. I'm assuming you're going to do this for a little while longer. I hope. But when the show is over, especially people in comedy land, when the New York gig ends, try as they might, they get out of here and they go to L.A. Do you see yourself going to L.A. to live?
0: I would like to avoid going back to L.A. Why? Because I get depressed there. I, I realized that recently— Even though my sister, my gorgeous sister, you'd think she would light up the whole city for me with her beauty. But I—she lives there, but I— I get, uh, when I'm not working there, I've, it's depressing to me. I can't figure it in out. In a way
2: that's different here. Yeah. Because I feel the same way.
0: The whole time I was in L.A., I was working for the office. and I then get depressed when I'm there. I get, it, it fills me the minute I land. In New York, you are depressed in a different, it's like a very invigorating way. You know, you're angry instead of being low. You know, you're frustrated and you're crying. but in And it's like full of passion. In yeah. L.A., I just feel like, I'll think, Ellie, it's a gorgeous day. It's seventy five. Go for a walk. The walk depresses me because no one is walking. I
2: know, I know. When you lived there, you li- where you shot uh, the office where in
0: Van Nuys, a studio. I don't think Your it had a studio. name.
2: Yeah, we, we were, like were in an abandoned there. place where they, they used to put dry cleaning <laughs> that's chemicals. That's exactly there. where we were. Where they put perk.
0: <laughs> yep. Where did you live? Hollywood and Highland. No, that's right on Hollywood Boulevard.
2: You lived like, like a record store. Oh, or something. it was
0: horrifying. Oh my God. I, I we moved there because. I felt like, oh, this is like New York. It's a high rise. You're
2: born into that whole facade, oh, right? Oh yeah.
0: The guy next to yeah, us. This is had-
2: bleaker Street.
0: Yeah, that's literally. I was like, this will be, this will be happen. The guy next to us, our neighbor, had an ankle monitor, which I didn't, and we never <laughs> knew what it was for. One night, I came home, and he's like, "Come on, just be a good sport." And the girl's like, "That hurts," and he's like, "It's just a taser."
2: Oh my God!
0: <laughs> I don't know what he was doing.
2: Mm. But when you when you leave there and you go to New York, it's just much. It's just easier. You know what I, mean? I
0: think everything here in New yeah, York. Yeah, it it's just
2: easier, easier too. I
0: think everything. Uh, well, for, for someone now, I'm not, but for someone like you who is very recognizable, uh, very prominent, you must have trouble going places. I would imagine in in New York, it's somewhat easier. I feel like people don't want to be caught recognizing you. La is
2: easier because you're in a car.
0: Well, see, it's a different situation. New York has changed too.
2: Well, New York has changed too because people are not as they're not as cool as they used to be. But
0: well, everyone has a phone, does, And if someone right. asks you, and I have only done this, look, people and are not say no. people are not clamoring for my photo. But if they do ask, they will ask at like the gym or something when you're sweaty. you, yeah. just, you look terrible. Yeah. I said this once. I said, "I'm so sorry, I look disgusting. Would you mind if we don't do it?" And she goes no, you're fine. I'm sorry. And, like, lifted her phone to take it. And I can only imagine that this is to the 5,000th yeah. degree with you. But I said, I started to say, but you're not sorry. But I didn't say that. Yeah. But I wanted to.
2: Now, Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. So, John Hamm played the head of the cult. Yeah. And it, and that only appeared in the show in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. You flashback to Kimmy.
0: He does come on at the end. There's a trial. And he, <laughs> uh, I know. And do you, and talk about the only person who could have played it. Sure, he is so okay. So you're describing this guy who presumably raped these women. He kidnapped them. He's a sinister figure. Then who, whose face do you attach to it? John Hamm. John Hamm. Well, that lightens it the works, load. Yeah. yeah, it works. And so for so, whatever reason, you watch this guy and you don't feel disgu- You don't feel disgusted. I mean, it's this. I don't know how to describe it. I've described John Hamm's from St. Louis, which is where I'm no. from. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something, which I always feel like John Hamm must be sick of me mentioning this. He went to my high school. He's 10 years older than I am. And he came back and taught high school for a year. Um, he taught our theater class. No. Is that crazy? Did you teach
2: theater class with him?
0: Yes. I took one semester. He He taught me the improv portion of of our class, is but, that then crazy? The,
2: but then the wheels turn, and eventually John Hamm comes back and teaches acting at your class, and then he's guesting on your show, on baby. Show. That's right. Don't you forget it, John but, Hamm.
0: John Hamm, make it John quick. John I, I may or may not have a movie to shoot. <laughs> Can I tell you, filming with him that was so intimidating because he is. You always retain that he dynamic. It. Talk about crying. There's a scene in the bunker where I really did feel like oh, it's John Hamm, and like I was so it was so powerful to me that I. Who normally can't cry in scenes, I started crying.
2: Now, the character of your father has mm-hmm. never been on the show, has he? He has not been on he the show. Or even like a weird uncle. I could come and play your weird uncle. I'd love to come on and play your weird uncle.
0: Will you email them? Yeah,
2: well, I've already told them. Okay. I told Carl like okay. that. Okay, okay, good. Now, number two,
0: yeah.
2: um, who do you take advice from?
0: Oh, oh, I take a lot of advice from my husband.
2: You do? Oh, he's. You trust his opinion.
0: 289 sharp. He is very wise. Now, why
2: 289%? I don't know. I
0: kept going <laughs> up and up. I was like more than 100. That's divided That's by exactly. the number of
2: my birthday. He and I have our own little handy formula.
0: Why did it come out to that? I wanted to I up love it. it. I wanted to up it That's from the name 100. Of your book. That's the name of my I wanted to up it. Will Michael he give you Michael is very um as I've described he hates it when I describe him as calm, but he just has a very level head. In fact, I think he would be a good manager to be totally honest with you. I'm talking about a show business manager. He's just smart. In that way. Um, but people will ask, and I'm, I don't know, well, they didn't ask you this, but people in press interviews will say, what is the best advice Tina has ever given you? Well, as Tina you know. Tina gave me a lot of advice. Oh, she did?
2: Oh, I mean, indirectly. I mean, Tina, That's what I yeah, mean. Tina can tell you privately that the first year I was on that show, I annoyed them so much because I tried <laughs> so hard to be funny. On camera and off camera. I tried to keep up with them. And there are people who, like, Tina Carlock, Bird, it, all of them, Reggie, everybody who was running for the show back then, Vali, uh, Tracy, Paula Pell. They're funnier on their worst day than I'm on oh, my best day. Well, they're just eighth-degree black belt oh, oh. ninjas. Th- you know, I, that al-
0: I always feel like I'm like Because Tina will come into the makeup room. I'll be telling some— a just endlessly boring story about the laundry machines in my building. Some just, and I'm like, I. It's the same thing. Where I'm like, don't stop wasting her time. <laughs> stop telling this story. That's excruciating. And then she says one thing that's funnier yeah. than than anything. You know, well, yeah, that's very obvious. She's. <laughs> so Elisabetta she, Brontina, she, she's right, very funny. She, she's so funny. <laughs> she's so funny. It's not as though she sits down and and imparts wisdom. You no. just learn, or I learned so much. I learned a lot from her, and Carla.
2: The one thing I want to ask you is, when the opportunity presents itself, do you see yourself working in a drama at all, and doing any dramatic films?
0: I think I have it in me. So but do I. I, I. don't know if that's something that I want to do. I think that transition is hard. Don't you? you, you I think you, it would be
2: a mistake if you didn't.
0: Really? Yeah. What do you think of the idea that people come to know you in a certain way and come to expect you— And you help you? them
2: to know you in both ways. Yeah. Because didn't you think it was interesting to see Tina do whiskey tango? She can do it. Do you ever feel like you want to try that yourself?
0: The pause <laughs> alone speaks volumes. I think that that would be— I. I. Do you know what the thing is that I feel like when I'm being serious, people laugh. <laughs> is that horrible? Maybe we've just stumbled on something. Where I, I feel like if I were to be— uh, I don't know. I would have— <laughs> I, I, think, I think, could think, try. Think, it. think about it. I'll think about it. Think
2: about it. You think about some, it. I think you can do anything. It's, that, it's, it's work.
0: I should do it. I should after Kimmy ends. I after think.
2: Kimmy, yeah, you don't want to? Yeah, you want? You, you can't mix those two. You have to stay in the Kimmy zone.
0: I think you got to stay in the Kimmy zone.
2: You can watch Ellie Kemper in the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. This is Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Here's the Thing.
1: There's a reason podcasts are popping up everywhere. Podcasts can make you money. And Spreaker is the easiest way to start a podcast. You could literally record your first episode today. Spreaker has all the tools you need to record, edit, publish, and yeah, monetize your podcast all in one place. And it's free. So tell your story and make money while doing it. Start your podcast for free now at spreaker.com slash money. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com slash money. From the iHeart Podcast Network.